And uh, as a, a scripture text, I would like to read uh, Luke chapter 1 and verse 45 as my scripture text this morning. Luke chapter 1 and verse 45. Praise the Lord. And it reads like this. It says, Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. Praise the Lord. Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's, uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, I thank you for this day. Lord, thank you for this service and this time of fellowship that we have and worship you because we know you are the King of kings and Lord of lords. We know that you are the reason for this season, this Christmas season. We know you are the Messiah. We trust in you and believe in you. And Lord, as I try to bring forth your word this morning, I want to be a blessing to someone. Let your word go forth as you see fit and bless each and every one in your way. In Jesus' name, let the church say amen praise the lord so this morning i'd like with uh, that scripture text in mind i'd like to to speak to you uh, for a couple minutes on uh this this title here blessed are you that believe blessed are you that believe and what i want to share with you this morning is uh two different accounts of the Archangel Gabriel giving uh, giving a message of the coming birth, there was two different there's two different ones. One of them was given to Zacharias about John the Baptist. Gabriel give, and he also gave one to Mary. And I want to talk with you a little bit about those two specific ones. They're they're uh, they're different and similar in some ways. But this morning, I want to speak on that. Blessed are you that believe. I want to begin with uh, Zacharias, and uh, with that we'll go to Luke chapter 1, beginning at verse 5. There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judah, a certain priest named Zacharias of the division of Abijah. His wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. So Elizabeth's ancestry goes back to Aaron, daughters of Aaron. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless. But they had no child, because Elizabeth was barren, and they were both well advanced in years. So it was while he was serving as priest before God in the order of his division, according to the custom of the priesthood, his lot fell to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. So that's what Zacharias, as a priest, was to do. They, they cast lots, and they took turns doing different things in the temple of the Lord. And it was his turn to burn the incense before the Lord. And so, uh, according to the custom of the priesthood, his lot fell to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. So he's gone in there to burn the incense. And in verse 10, as the whole multitude of people was praying outside at the hour incense. So while he was inside burning the incense, the people outside was praying. And that incense going up was like the prayers of the peoples going up unto the Lord. That's what the, the, the sweet smell of that incense going up was like. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him standing on the right side of the altar of incense. 
And when Zechariah saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer is heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He will also be filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. He will also go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Verse 18, as Zechariah said to the angel, How shall I know this? For I'm an old man, and my wife is well advanced in years. The angel answered and said to him, I am Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God, and was sent to speak to you and bring you these glad tidings. But behold, you will be mute and not able to speak until the day these things take place, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their own time. And the people waited for Zacharias and marveled that he lingered so long in the temple. But when he came out, he could not speak to them. And they perceived that he had seen a vision in the temple, for he beckoned to them and remained speechless. So it was as soon as the days of his service were completed that he had departed to his own house. Now after those days, his wife Elizabeth conceived, and she hid herself five months, saying, Thus the Lord has dealt with me in the days when he looked on me to take away my reproach among people. So Zacharias here, he should have known better. He should have known he was a priest of the Lord. Scripture said both him and Elizabeth walked upright before the Lord, kept his commandments, but yet Zacharias did not believe the word of uh, Gabriel that came to him. Zacharias should have thought back to Abraham, back to Abraham and Sarah when this the exact very same thing took place and happened. There is a promise that God had made. It started with Abraham. God made that promise, and it was that promise that was to be for Isaac to be the son, the promised son, to Abraham and Sarah. Now, in uh, uh, praise the name of the Lord, Zacharias, his name slipped out. Zacharias should have remembered this. He should have thought about that story and remembered that. But he didn't do that. It, it, whatever reason slipped his mind, didn't think of it, it should have come to him quickly. But he began, he, he, he thought the very same thing. Here I am, an old man, my wife's older. How could this be? How am I going to know this? And because of that, he got struck mute. He couldn't talk. He couldn't speak. So as he left and finished his days at the, at the service was completed, he goes back to, back to his house, okay, and he can't speak anymore. He can't, speak. He can't come home and tell Elizabeth. He's, he's mute. So he, could, he couldn't tell. And he almost missed the opportunity to tell, to tell what the name of the son was to be because he was mute, because the time passed and uh, uh, Elizabeth bare the child, Eight days had passed, and there was a circumcision to be taking place. That's when they named the child, and he was, he was mute and couldn't speak, and it was about to name the boy Zacharias, Jr., but, but that didn't happen. 
It didn't happen. It, uh, uh, he spoke. He wanted a writing tablet and, and was going to write it out. His name should be John. But at the exact same time as he was trying to write it out, John, the words come out of his mouth. God loosed his tongue, gave him back his speech and his voice, and said his name should be John. So right then and there, it, it come back, and it was for it was for fulfilled what God wanted to name this child's name John and Zacharias had uh, learned his lesson but he spent some time in, in a little bit of punishment for not believing God not accepting the word of Gabriel and even Gabriel even told him I stand in the presence of the Lord I'm giving you this word from the Lord praise the praise the Lord giving you that word and I want to I want to mention briefly here about angels and the archangel Gabriel, who's a messenger angel. You know, in our day and time, we have the Holy Spirit within us, directing us and leading us. A lot of times people may say, why don't I see angels more? Why don't I hear angels more? And, and things of that nature. Well, that's one difference between biblical times and Zechariah and different ones because then they didn't have that Holy Spirit necessarily directing them and leading them. Now we have that, so you may not see them. Now, that's not to say God's not going to use away some kind of way. There's still visions and dreams. Joseph was given the vision uh, in, a, in a dream about taking Mary to his wife. So uh, there's, one, there's one thing about the angels right there. That's one, that's one reason. We are supposed to be living closer to God, that Holy Ghost inside of us, that Holy Spirit working through us to show us direction in our, in our path and our way. And that, that is as what keeps us close to God. And if we stay that way and we stay close to God in that manner, there, you know, it's not to say we don't need angels, but there's less likelihood we need, you know, we'll hear from an angel or need one just to come, you know, tell us something because we're to walk closely with the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Praise. So uh, uh, Zachariah should have believed Gabriel. And praise the name of the Lord. So I want to read on. And go, go on to uh, Gabriel announcing uh, the birth of Christ. And it begins in verse uh, 26. It says, Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to the city of Galilee named Nazareth. Now, this said in the sixth month is referring to Elizabeth was at this time point in time six months pregnant. That's uh, what in this sixth month is referring to. Verse 27, To a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. I want to stop right here and, and uh, really mention that, uh, two things. Number one, uh, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph. Joseph was of the lineage of David, and that was who the coming Messiah was supposed to come through was that lineage. And also, Mary being the virgin, she that was also the way it had to be. It couldn't be... Joseph having a vision and God saying, I want you to take Mary's wife and the son that y'all have together would be the Messiah. That wouldn't work because Joseph was man. This virgin was had the presence of God on her. That's how she was to conceive. And that our belief system comes that we have to believe wholeheartedly that uh, Mary was, in fact, a virgin. And God himself did impregnate her with his Holy Spirit and caused that child to be formed in her womb. They never knew one another. They never had relations with one another until after the period had passed where Jesus was born and the purification process had taken place. Then, as a couple, they had relations and they had other children. But as far as Jesus himself was concerned, he was born of a virgin birth to, from, to Mary. 
He was born that way. Praise the name of the Lord. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. She had found favor with the Lord. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. Jesus uh, happens to mean the Lord will save or the Lord is salvation is what Jesus means. So in verse 32, he will be great and he will be called the son of the highest and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. Praise the name of the Lord. So his, uh, he was going to have the throne of his father, David. Uh, and uh, also another uh, little point to point out to you is Joseph was, was basically his stepdad, is how, you can, is how you can look at Jesus. He was basically his stepdad. Praise the name of the Lord. In uh, verse 32, when it says, and he will be called the son of the highest. I want to advance us into the future here a little bit and go to Mark chapter 5 and verse uh, 7. And you remember when Jesus... Uh, come across the man that was that they couldn't be tamed, it couldn't be contained. They tried to keep him chained up, and he uh, he he stayed in uh, caves or tombs. And Jesus, uh, they they came in, uh, to the other side of the sea. And uh, in verse seven, it says, "This man that was had the evil spirit inside of him, uh, he he came to Jesus." And he cried out with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with you, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I implore you by God that you do not torment me. So this spirit inside this man is saying, is recognized. Jesus didn't necessarily speak to him directly right, right offhand. This man had all these spirits in him. If you remember, he, called, he said, what is your name? He said, his name, my name is Legion, for we are many. And this was the ones that he casted out into the swine uh, cast it out of the man into all the swine. But this man recognized, but that spirit inside of him recognized Jesus for who he was, a son of the Most High God, without Jesus saying a word to him. He recognized him. He knew that from right from that point on right there. And that was a very interesting point uh, that I saw that I thought to, and to share with you. Even, even the, the evil spirits recognized Jesus as the Most High God. In verse 33, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And Jesus is reigns, Jesus is reigning today. He's still king today. His reign has not ended. He came forth. Yes, he, his reign has not ended. He's still king of kings and lord of lords. He's still the, the salvation giver. Anyone who goes to him can have everlasting life through Jesus. His kingdom is forever. Praise the name of the Lord. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be since I do not know a man? And the angel answered to her and said, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. And he was explaining to Mary what was going to happen and take place. She probably wasn't going to realize it, know it. The, the, Holy, the, Jesus, or the Holy Ghost was going to overshadow her, and that was how the process was going to take place. Now, indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. 
For with God, nothing will be impossible. Isn't that the truth? Nothing's impossible with God. If God wants it to happen, it's going to happen. It will happen. Whether or not we believe it, we accept it, we go along with it, what God wants to have happen will happen. It will go forth. Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Notice here, Mary said, Let it be to me according to your word, Gabriel. Let, let this word take place and go forth. I believe it. I accept it. And she wasn't, she wasn't punished or penalized any kind of way. She immediately accepted and honored God in her life and, and uh, went right along with it. And that's what we as children of God need to do today. We need to accept God in our life, accept what he wants to do. Sometimes it may seem far-fetched. Sometimes we may think, oh, I don't really want to do that, Lord, I, I don't, or I don't think that's a possibility. If God wants it to happen, it is a possibility. We should accept it, pray about it, ask God to help us through it, and say, Lord, I can't see it in myself, but I know through you it's possible. And that's what Mary done. She knew through God it was possible. She knew it was possible. So we read on in verse 39 that Mary wants to go visit Elizabeth. You know, she had uh, all th this vision that had happened to her. Gabriel even told her that her relative Elizabeth was conceived uh, a, uh, a child as well. So Mary was probably very anxious to, to go forth and see her. Now Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste to a city of Judah and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And I believe this is where John received the Holy Spirit right there because it said early scripture that he was going to have the Holy Spirit even from the womb. And so when Mary shows up and visits with Elizabeth and, the, and Elizabeth hears her voice, immediately right then and there the Holy Spirit fell and just overtook Elizabeth and her womb, the ba baby John in that womb. And uh, right then and there and, was, and uh, fulfilled the word of the Lord right there that he would be filled with the Spirit even from the womb. Then she spoke out with a loud voice. Here, here it is, Elizabeth, that Holy Spirit going forth from her. Then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. She's knowing, she, Elizabeth is knowing and recognizing what's going on here. But why is this granted to me, that the mother of my Lord shall come to me? For indeed, as soon as the voice of of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Isn't that how you feel a lot of times when you feel the Spirit of God just come all over you? You feel the Holy Ghost stirring in you, like Brother Bobby was talking a little bit this morning about being, it's like fire shut up in your bones. You can't hardly contain it. You just leap for joy. If a baby in the womb can leap for joy through the, through the sound, <laughs> whoo, glory to God. You, you, just, you, can't help, you can't help believe. You can't help but get excited. You want to go forth. Praise the name of the Lord. You just get that joy. Uh, in verse 45, where I started, Blessed is she who believed, for there will be fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. And today, church, that, uh, in closing, that is uh, the focus that I wanted to bring forth, is, is if we just believe fully in Jesus, believe fully in his word, and go forth in it, he will see fit to take care of every need, every situation, every trial. We just have to believe in him. We have to accept him no matter how far-fetched we may feel like something seems or sound. 
Jesus wants all the best things for us. He wants to take care of us. He wants us to supply our needs. And ultimately, he wants to give us that salvation. That's why Jesus came into the world. That's why he was here, is for to be that perfect lamb to, be, to, to uh, die on the cross for all mankind's sin. He took, and that's what John the Baptist was the foretold to tell about Jesus, was here come, Jesus is coming to, to be, take away the sin of the world. And that is our hope today. Our hope is in Christ Jesus that he was born of that virgin birth to Mary, and he is our salvation. He's our hope. He's our joy. He is, he's everything that we need. And, we, and there's uh, nothing that, that we cannot go to him and ask for, and he will supply each and every need. And I thank, I thank you for your attention this morning. I'll turn it back over to the pastor, and I just want to uh, uh, wish each and every one of you a Merry Christmas, and I know you good people always keep Jesus in your heart. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs>